0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio. Very excited today because we are going to be talking with Vala Afshar, who's a friend of mine. I've known him for a number of years. And he is recognized in the customer service world as one of the gurus, one of the top guys. The guy knows so much. He was the chief marketing officer and the chief customer officer for a very interesting company he used to work with. And he eventually uh, left and went to Salesforce, where he is really uh, what you would call an evangelist. He travels around the world uh, just primarily as a thought leader and influencer. But before we get into the interview with Vala, I want to share with you some interesting insights to social media customer care, which is one of the things we're going to be talking about with Vala. He talks a lot about technology and social media and how it all plays into this important world that we live in where we've got to take care of our customers. So I thought I'd share some ideas that I think are fairly common sense with social media, but people are still asking me over and over again. I'm not sure how to incorporate social media into the customer service world. Well, first and foremost is to recognize uh, what channel you want to be on. And my clients are asking me, "Hey, which channels should I monitor?" And the answer is real simple: <laughs> pretty much all of them, <laughs> because there aren't like there there is not like 150 channels. There's a few key channels, and you want to be where your customers are. You can also set up. Alerts to let you know when somebody leaves a message or makes a statement using your name, your company, on the major uh, channels such as Twitter, Facebook, uh, any of the review sites. So first and foremost, recognize you want to monitor all channels. Second is you don't just want to respond to a negative review. You want to respond to all reviews because people want to see publicly that your company is willing to step up and take ownership of any comment that comes your way, whether it be positive or or negative, especially the negative ones. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to resolve the issue in a public forum. No, you're going to go offline, direct message, maybe even move it to another another channel, which the only other channel would be via telephone, and resolve that issue and then come back on and say, hey, thanks for letting us take care of you, and it's that simple. Now, obviously not every customer will still be happy, but it's okay because this is the important part. Your people who are watching – and looking at these reviews, notice, negative comment, you stepped in, and you tried to take care of the customer. There was an interesting study, and I know I'm not going to get the number exactly right. It was either uh, 4.2 or 4.3, but on a scale of 1 to 5, and you always are seeing these five-star reviews on social media, uh, like, uh, you know, if, how would you rate this this company on a scale of 1 to 5 stars? Interestingly enough, Northwestern University, and I think I've mentioned this stat on an earlier show, Northwestern University did a study, and what it found was that a review that has 4.2 garners a higher a return as far as customers uh, believing it's credible than ones that have perfect 5.0s. You get a better reaction, a better return, and a more likely customer to buy from you if the review is at 4.2. In other words, Perfection's not reality, and per- perfection is perceived as well by the customer is not reality. So keep that in mind. A battery view, unless you have a string of them and you're not taking care of your customer, probably won't hurt you. Your customers want to see what it is that you do. By the way, when you respond, and you'll hear in the interview later on, we're going to talk about using robotic-type responses they should appear to be human if they're not, and if they are human, kill the script. No script. Be sincere. Every person, every comment deserves its own personalized response. And sure, some may seem similar to others, uh, but the idea is you want to be sincere and you want to personalize and individualize each and every response. So once again, I want to emphasize you want to respond to every comment that's out there, not just negative, but the positive ones as well. And the best companies are also posting good content out there, creating a better customer experience for the customer. All right, that's enough on social media customer care. Let's get right into the interview. But first, we've got a real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to my friend, Vala Afshar. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. I love a good book and Donna Cutting's new book, 501 Ways to Roll Out the Red Carpet is a great one. The passion that Donna has for customer service is evident as you read this book. She shares how she treats her customers like they're celebrities and gives you 501 ways that you can do the same. So if you want to create raving fans, check out Donna Cutting's new book on Amazon.com, 501 Ways to roll out the red carpet.
0: You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you we were going to talk with Vala Afshar, and I am so excited because Vala is one of my good buddies, really a great friend, and let me give you a quick little uh, brief background: He's the chief digital evangelist for a small company out there called Salesforce. <laughs> Actually, a very large company that is truly a force in the world of digital marketing. He served as a CMO and the chief customer officer, the CCO, for a major business, and that's when he and I first met. Um, it was, uh, I believe, it was called Enterasys. Uh, Enterasys, right? Enterasys. Is that right, Vala?
0: That's right. Right.
1: All right. So this guy is the author of The Pursuit of Social Business Excellence, and he's been named as, are you ready for this, the most influential social media contributor on Twitter for CMOs, CIOs, CFOs, and is a top influencer for new and disruptive technologies. The guy's on the cutting edge all the time. When I hang out with Vala, I learn, and uh, what I learn about him is just as exciting about just the things that he's learning himself uh by the way he loves to tweet and his twitter address is at vala afshar v-a-l-a-a-f-s-h-a-r vala welcome to amazing business radio
0: chef what an amazing intro i'm i'm, I'm humble and uh yeah, we're
1: happy to be here with you. Well, me too. And so we're and Terrasis. That was a company that you were with, and then it changed to another name, and then you left there and you went to work with Salesforce. But here's how you and I met. And I think this is a great lesson in and of itself. You and I kind of connected through Twitter, and we were on what was called a tweet chat. For those that don't know what a tweet chat is. It's simply a group of like-minded individuals getting together with a series of questions, and we just chat away on these questions. We answer them, and what's cool is all the answers have to be at 140 characters or less, and we agree with what people say. We, we disagree. We, you know, compliment each other by retweeting, and it's really a cool forum. Later, after you and I met, Vala, uh, we, I saw that you tweeted out that your company, Interacis, had won a Stevie Award, and that is one of the more prestigious awards in the world of customer service. And uh, I know that you're a very humble person and you say, it was my team, it was my people, but you know what? It takes a good leader and that's you. And uh, I sent, simply tweeted out, congratulations, sent you a book, congratulating you, and that kind of just started our relationship, and here we are.
0: That was an amazing um, gift. Um, this is uh, part of the DNA of of extraordinary, remarkable people, and that's their generosity and their awareness, and their ultimately their desire to seek random collisions. And um, you know, you saw that. You know, we had we were fortunate enough to uh, win a, a prestigious award in customer service and support. And again, uh, amazing generosity. You sent me. Uh, Anytime a best selling, you know, Wall Street Journal, New York Times best selling author sends you a book and a personalized note, it's it's actually incredibly remarkable and but, humbling. But that's, Bella, that's, that's what
1: you do too. I mean that is and that so that's this is why this is a lesson. People say, you know, in business, how does Twitter or Facebook or any of these channels uh, how do you use that for customer service and sales? How do you do it to build a real, come on, isn't it, you know, what What are you doing and how does that work? And the thing is it's not that you just tweet. It's not that you just post. You interact. And social customer service is uh, so many of the companies think that, oh, when somebody tweets about my business and they're upset, I have to then react. That is a part of social customer service. The other part is just engaging Or maybe putting good value-added content out there that creates a better experience. And that's what you and I did. We engaged. And as a result, uh, we built a relationship. We did business together. We become great friends. And I do consider you a very, very good friend. I love your wife. Uh, Not in the way that you love your wife, but... (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you get the idea, and uh, anytime we get together, it's like you, know, you talk about you know random collisions. Well, we collide, and it's like our brains are exploding. And uh, I think let's get into this because I want people to learn from you and, and the way you think. One of the big concepts over the last couple of years is that customer service is considered the new marketing, and I know this is a big, big uh, concept in your world. Let's talk about that
0: yeah no, I mean, it is a big it is a big topic, and it is important. So any of any business leaders who are listening to us talk today, um, they have to recognize that we're in the midst of a customer experience revolution. It is truly the age of the customer. Technologies like mobile and social, and just the amount of data that's not available to consumers and buyers and business leaders is unprecedented. Um, you know, recent studies show that customer experience has overtaken price and product as the number one brand differentiator. So companies that are able to deliver and delight customers have and, de- and, cons- and consistently deliver on their brand promise are differentiating and winning business. So, you know, it's, it customer service is no longer a cost center. It's a a growth contributor and, you know, whether you're a marketeer or you're a chief customer officer, in fact, a, a trend today is that many CMOs have, chief marketing officers have embraced the role of a dual position, not only running marketing, but becoming the chief customer for their company. So it's really their role is to ensure that companies are providing a great experience, Uh, in the best way to ensure customer loyalty and growth. I just came back from um, a Salesforce digital marketing conference in Atlanta, Georgia last week. We had, I believe, over 5,000 marketeers and service professionals, mostly marketeers because it was a digital marketing conference. And I was so uh, delighted to see CMOs of large organizations also managed the service function, um, as you recall, when you and I met, I was the CMO and the Chief Customer Officer for Interaces.
1: Right, you had a dual um, I, role.
0: Uh, it was a dual role, and I'm going back three, four years, and maybe back then it was somewhat unique. Never company was a private company. It was about a 350 million dollar revenue private company uh, competing in technology in the, in, in the uh, enterprise space. But at this conference last week, you know, I met CMOs that are running multi-billion dollar organizations, and they also have customer service responsibilities. And the reason for that is today's customers expect great, highly personalized service on the channel of their choice. And that service that they're looking for is not just break-fix or consultative service. Today many companies recognize about 75% of your interactions 73 out of four interactions uh, with a company is about service it's, it's your call center agents and, and, and these these men and women who are representing your brand more so than any other line of business because of the number of interactions that they have They need to have ability to educate inspire and ignite uh, action um, with, with, with end customers. And to do that, you need to have that cohesive relationship between sales, service, marketing. Most companies that I have the good privilege of working with as Chief Digital Evangelist for Salesforce that are on the right side of the digital divide, meaning they have the right culture, talent, process, and technology aligned with emerging technologies and emerging expectations of customers, they are putting CRM at the, at the center of their business, customer relationship management, at the center of their business because they recognize that by doing that, they're also leveraging CRM as a transformation accelerator and growth driver for the company. Um, so it's an incredibly important uh, um Insights that all business leaders need to have, um, including marketeers who today appreciate customer service and support as truly the best way for them to uh, deliver on their brand promise.
1: Right. I think that what happens is when people walk away from a business, and this is why customer service becomes marketing. I mean, we've been traditionally marketing by trying to do everything we can to get that customer to become aware of us, to know about the good things that we do, and hopefully come in. And we're the ones who are driving that message, the company. However, when the customer drives the message based on the experience that they have, and they go out and say, I do business with them because, and it's all good, that's your best marketing. And how do you get there? You give them everything that you talk about, the personalized experience. You use CRM uh, as a base for understanding what that customer wants, what they bought the last time, what they're going to need, on and on and on that we go. So this just... Fascinating information. All right, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how this is important in the world of marketing, but also how uh, some pretty interesting business technologies are making uh, for a better customer experience. And I want to leave, and I want you to think, actually, you know what? When we come back, I'm going to give you a stat and a fact, Vala, that I want you to comment on because I think it falls right in here, and it will blow you away. The amount of money that is spent on marketing versus customer service. We'll be right back. This is Amazing Business Radio. My name's Chef Heiken. We're talking with Bala Afshar. Don't go away. Chef Haiken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.ShepOnDemand.com Once again, that's ShepOnDemand.com And remember, always be amazing.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Vala Apshar. We're talking about how customer service is the new marketing. Here's the stat and the fact. Uh, last year, $500 billion was spent on marketing. And this blows me away. $9 billion was spent on customer service. That's barely, not even 2% of the amount of money that was spent on marketing is, you know, it, it's being used and allocated for customer service. What do you see with that? What does that tell you?
0: First of all, it's a stunning statistic. And, um, I, you know, I, if I'm a betting man, um, based on my experience, when we talk a, a year from now, uh, Chef, that we're going to see dramatic change and a rise in that in that in that uh, investment thesis in service. You know, one, the companies that are digitally savvy and well on their way in terms of digital transformation know consumers, customers are increasingly mobile. They're social. They're connected. And they've been conditioned to expect easy, instant customer service experiences. So it's imperative for companies to reimagine how they deliver customer service. Forrester last year published for the first time ever, Self-Service and West was ahead of phone for customer service support, a blog that was written by Kate Leggett, one of the lead yep, leaders in the, in the services industry. So companies have to... In, in adjust their investment pieces to create this omni-channel approach of connecting with customers across every channel, every d- device, to meet this rising threshold of customer experience. Now, when I think about companies that are delivering strong service, you can't even begin to deliver this holistic customer experience unless you have a unified service platform that's deployed across their entire customer service organization linked to sales and marketing so that you have that single view of the customer and deeply integrated with social networks like Facebook and Twitter. So we're not even talking about the customer of tomorrow that's going to have multiple connected things. You've heard of internet of things. An average college student now walking around campus has four or five internet connected things with them. And this is before the explosion of Apple Watch or the next generation Google Glass or a Fitbit or sensors in your clothing and sneakers. So as you're looking to build that 360 view to the customer, connected devices will be part of that visibility that you have and serviceability. Gartner just predicted that by 2018, only a couple of years from now, call centers will have up to six billion inbound services requests that come from things, whether it's your connected car, your connected thermostat, your connected wearable. Uh, and, and so all of this is an opportunity for marketing, sales, R&D, and service to be available to provide the necessary insights to meet customer expectations. So I, I, going back to your stunning stats, uh, I firmly believe that you're going to see a more balanced, uh, approach moving forward, we just surveyed 4,000 marketeers around the globe and asked them, you know, what is the measure of success for you in marketing, in marketing. So these are marketing, budget-owning uh, leaders, CMOs, VPs, and for the first time, customer satisfaction was the number one measure of success,
1: Wow! wow. Fought,
0: followed by revenue growth and customer acquisition. So as a because that drives, browser, by the way,
1: revenue growth and absolutely. customer acquisition. What drives that?
0: Customer satisfaction. Exactly. And exactly.
1: exactly. And why didn't the they figure this role. out a long time ago? I mean, this is what I've been talking about since I started my business in the early 1980s. And now they're just figuring this out.
0: Well, this is why you are a pioneer and a thought leader. So.
1: Well, and so speaking I, of pioneer and thought leaders, because you were talking about the Internet of Things, I know I, I want to shift back Um You are a pioneer, and and this is the best way I can describe it. The very first time you and I met in person was at a hotel. Uh, I was doing a speech, and, hey, let's meet for breakfast. You showed up, and you said, oh, this is one of our customers. They had a box. Uh, I call it the box. Uh, That's the way you kind of described it to me. And the box basically was connected to virtually everything in the hotel that was electronic, Uh, a thermostat, a light switch, uh, and if, if, the lights, if the light went out on the seventh floor of the hotel, uh, above room uh, 714, it would send a signal to the box. Is that And, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm being very, very uh, overly simplistic. Uh, and that box would then send a signal to the maintenance guy who needed to go up and change the bulb. Right?
0: No, absolutely. So um, I, I was a Salesforce customer for 13 years before joining the company. When I was asked to run global services in 2003 for my company, uh, I brought Salesforce into our organization. And in 2010, Salesforce launched Chatter, which was uh, social technologies like Facebook for the enterprise. Right. And I realized after using Chatter that wouldn't it be fantastic if my service professionals, while they were inside of the CRM, they could be able to connect with devices, things, and communicate with them using chatter. So myself and a couple of software engineers developed technologies where you could communicate with products, machines, using chatter rather than, you know, a a machine command line language that's usually very cryptic and you need to be certified and you need to be an engineer. We wanted to use natural language with chatter and communicate with devices. And we did that. We, we filed a patent. I was a principal author on the patents. And what that allowed us to do is, again, communicate with machines in a CRM framework. What happens is that the best customer experience is one that never has to happen. And when you think about the Internet of Things and this, you know, our service cloud products, when you can have alerts sent to users for potential issues before the issues arise, or before your client, in this case a hotel, a guest experiences poor wireless connectivity or poor connectivity in any electronic device in their room or throughout the hotel, you can service ahead of, you know, the complaint to the help desk.
1: Right. I love this uh, because I, yeah, what you're saying is that like with that light that burnt out over a room, you know, whatever, seven fourteen I think is the room number. It before a guest Complains it's dark in the hallway before uh, the housekeeper even notices if they notice that the light is burnt out because that's probably not what they're always focused on although I think they should be you know the maintenance guy is getting the instruction uh, sent you know and you call it chatter and I just want to make sure everybody understands chatter is just a fancy word for uh, you know it's like Facebook it's like you leaving a message on Facebook believe it or not that light bulb is sending a message. Uh, even, even it's not people to people, it's machine to machine to the box, and the box then turns around and, and sends the message. T- to put it in an even more simplistic case, and you, you talked about this with me at that breakfast as well. Today, uh, you can drive your car, and there's a computer in the car, and let's say you hit a pothole, and it knocks your car out of alignment, and that computer will send a signal to your car dealership that you do business with to say, The customers just hit – they don't know where it happened, although I bet they probably could with GPS technology. But they just put that car out of alignment. They did something. Let the customer know before, you know, it damages something else or whatever. or Maybe, you know, the oil is getting low. It it can send messages just like you're talking about. And really it's it's, – and they're sending it over the Internet, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Very – In very near term, uh, and I believe today it's about 92% of the new cars that you purchase are connected to the Internet. And so, in fact, the the car will be the largest mobile Internet-connected device you will own. Uh, Mobile, as I said, because your house ultimately is going to be the largest connected uh, thing. Um, And, you know, when you think about the, the Nest thermostat that's connected to the Internet, you know, in the future, when you go to the same hotel as a repeat customer, because of the thermostat settings associated to your name, Shep Hyken, in the future, when you walk into the room, the hotel will preset the temperature based on your previous day. The hotel will understand if you're using a Fitbit in their gym and how your, your patterns of, I know Shep five in the morning is in the gym working out, so there may be a reminder or there may be service that's unique to your needs based on your connected devices forensics that's being captured by the business. It's wow. ultimately shifting from a defense, a defensive mindset where you wait for a customer to tap you on the shoulder asking for something to using science, data science and predictive analytics and connected things where now you have an offensive mindset. Where you are proactively delivering, I've always said innovative companies ask answer the questions that the customers are not asking. Uh, well, that's I that's the old believe, Steve
1: Jobs thing, where uh, hey, I, I you know we sell things that the customer doesn't even know they need yet or want yet.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think the, the, a hallmark and a sign of extraordinary service organizations is when they are. Connected to their marketing, to their sales and R and D, and can deliver again information as we said at the beginning of the show that educates, uh, uh, inspires, and ultimately ignites uh, change uh, for the better. Um, And and that's that's the combination of mobile, social data, Internet of Things, and, and 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 other emerging technologies like. You know, we've, we, you saw the 10-year roadmap to Facebook. Uh, the 10-year roadmap to Facebook was really in three chunks, connectivity, uh, artificial intelligence, and VRA, our virtual reality, augmented reality. And these are all components that will be part of the next generation customer service organization.
1: Well, speaking of the next generation, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I want you to share with us because you're out there. You're going to conferences virtually I I want to say almost every week you seem to be somewhere. But what are the future technologies in the world of customer service?
0: That's a great question. So, you know, there's a lot of discussion about, obviously, analytics. That's going to be the hallmark of a strong service organization. And I think service organizations, um, if you think of a maturity scale, many are still using analytics in, in terms of descriptive Use of analytics they look at information from the past and they create charts and graphs describing the past and they're looking at trends you know in the past then over time they graduate to predictive use of analytics so they look at the information from the past they create algorithms and theories and they project certain trajectories it could be trajectory for customer lifetime value net promoter score CSAT Um, or any of the traditional call center staffs, like abandon time, hold time, and so on and so forth. So they're predicting based on staffing levels, budgets, and historical trends. Then they can graduate to uh, prescriptive use of analytics, where they're prescribing the next best action to a marketeer, to a sales professional, to a service professional, based on the algorithms they have. So they'll have, for example, different uh, service level agreements based on their predictions. And so they're modeling and and modifying uh, agent behavior in the context of service and support based on prescribing and and advanced use of analytics. So analytics is going to be a key area. We've heard about bots. Um, Many companies are investing in technology with bots where maybe... It's like the bodies are
1: like a robot, so to speak, computerized robot.
0: Yeah, computerized robot to provide answers. So maybe you have a very deterministic... Uh, response with knowledge-based solutions in your contact center. It could even be a social media manager that's hired today to simply greet every person that they, that comments about their company on the web. So I believe that use of deep learning, artificial intelligence, and and predictive analytics combined with bots may be something that you'll see investments in in, in highly transactional environments in business like service or marketing at the top of the funnel, where engagement is really somewhat deterministic and not fully personalized. Um, I I look at um, augmented reality for field service engineers. You're in the field and you're looking to replace or diagnose a certain um, component or product. Uh, You can use in-process training and enrich that with augmented reality, where you can actually see the product and the next steps you need to take uh, using your simply your tablet or smart device. Wow. So augmented reality. That's
1: that's a, near, that's ha- that's a heavy reality. term. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is a heavy term, uh, and 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 you know it's 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 a step before augmented reality. This is uh, uh, but or, but uh, it's uh, or virtual reality. But it is something that I see. Uh, I envision uh, with. With use cases in terms of field engineering, as an example, use case. So, at, analytics, um, again, artificial intelligence and deep learning coupled with predictive analytics. I also see, and this is not necessarily technology, I mean, the technology exists today, but service organizations really looking at investing in CRM as a platform, mm-hmm. not just silo use of customer relationship management in service or in marketing and sales, but actually looking at the platform where you can create that 360 accurate view of the customer and share it across all lines of business. Right, and I think that's,
1: yeah, every company that I'm talking to today wants to bust down those silos. And by the way, that's a term that's been bantered about now for two or three years. But, you know, just this week, uh, a company uh, reached out to me, 60,000 employees, and they're complaining about siloed, you know, issues with, you know, people not knowing what, what one customer is asking for, the same customer in another group. It's all got to be tied together.
0: Absolutely. Speed is your currency in, in the digital era, and, and it's accuracy and speed. And if you can't take customer data and, and, and convert that to insights that, that help you make rapid decisions and actions to add value to the customer, and of course you have to rinse and repeat all the time because expectations change all the time. But if you can't go through that cycle in near real time, which means you have to have a cohesive strategy that that connects the different lines of business, all with the purpose of delivering value to the customer, not just at the time of need, but even predicting the time of need and delivering in advance, that requires investment in a platform. And lastly, I would say what I'm seeing is this app economy That's truly exploding, truly exploding. The demand for mobile apps is five times the capacity of IT, information technology groups, delivering business apps. Ninety percent of the time you and I are behind a smartphone or a tablet. We're behind an app, not a web browser. Right. So businesses have to have their own app stores, and they got to deliver this content across the right channel at the right time to the right person using an app. So what we're seeing is the citizen developer revolution where companies are no longer relying on software developers and heavy-duty trained IT staff to create mobile apps. Today, creating a mobile app is as easy as creating a PowerPoint slide. You literally are dragging and dropping capabilities. You and I, in 10 minutes, can build an app. Um, And I'm referring to a, 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 a product that we have at Salesforce called the App Cloud. We now have citizen developers producing apps literally in minutes. And it's imperative. I would I would argue it's business survival, not 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 a nice to have, for organizations to be able to deliver their content in a very easy to use mobile app. And that's another I would call mega trend that I'm noticing in the services space wow. as well as marketing.
1: Well, Val, you and I could talk for hours, and uh, really we do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we're out of time. Out of time today, and I wish we could keep going. But you've given us some great insight. You know, marketing and customer service belong together. Uh, some of what's going on in in uh, the technology uh, and the connections that we have between things—not just people, to people, but the things that are helping to drive this—the the new technologies that are coming down the pike. Great conversation, Vala. Thanks a million for being on the show. This this is why we call this amazing business radio we have some of the most amazing people and your mind is just it's like boom pow you're you know i'm exploding right now like with possibility i actually want to go out and create an app as soon as we get off the phone i'm going to get an app so thanks a million for being on the show so hey everybody thanks for listening to the show this is shep hyken on amazing business radio reminding you to always be amazing